Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Secondhand Sports. We got a couple of guests today, a twofer episode. We know we skipped last week, so you know we wanted to get a couple guys on. Matt couldn't make it out because he's got some family with the Coco. He's trying to stay safe out there. But Gunner and I have a conversation with a very special guest. But before we get to that, we've got a little segment with our friend Jacob Gidry, comedian on uh, Sawyer's from the Sawyer's Saloon podcast. He's on to promote an event he's putting on tomorrow at OB's. It's going to be a great fundraiser, and he's got more info on that. It's going to go towards uh, relief from Hurricane Laura. So be uh, listening for that. And then after Jacob, our biggest guest yet. We've been trying to have this guy on since August, but two hurricanes later, we were finally able to have him on. Last week, we interviewed him, and the whole episode got wiped, thanks to my uh, computer, and um, now we got him on for a second interview. We had a great time talking to him. You know him from the Warm Porcelain Podcast and from Twitter with his electric post-game press conferences after each LSU game. You know him. You love him. The great and powerful Robbie Ellers. But before we get to that, go to Jacob first, and then Robbie right after that. Thank you guys for listening once again, and we sure hope you enjoy. Okay, we welcome on a very special guest for our little promo segment here, the host of Sawyer Saloon, Lake Charles native, local stand-up comedian, Jacob Gidry. Welcome on, Jacob. Thanks for thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for having me on, Berg. I'm yeah. excited to be here. <laughs> We're excited to have you. So, you are having a fundraiser mm-hmm. sometime soon. When is it going to be? So, this is Saturday. So, Saturday. Saturday let, me, let me give you a little backstory. Uh-huh. Okay, so, I haven't done stand-up comedy since June. Oh, wow. So, it's, okay. been, it's been a few months. Right, yeah. You know, it was crazy. I remember uh, it, was, it was March 14th. And we were like, ah, just, you know, tomorrow it's going to be two weeks. Right. Flatten the curve. We'll be done. Yeah. Yeah. Seven months case. later, here we are. Right. Exactly. Having, I've lost count. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I was like, okay, you know, I really want to do some stand up comedy. Things are kind of starting to open back up again. Mm-hmm. But I also know that for the past two months, I've been staring at trash and debris in Lake Charles. Super right. sad, man. I've been back ever yeah. since, you know, day after Laura came right. back. And it's like, you know, sometimes you look at it and you're like, well, is, it, is it ever going to get better? Yeah. And it's like, slowly it is. Right. There's a, there's a house that I, that I pass every time I go uptown, and the house was on some cinder blocks. And it, like, it had just been finished, mm-hmm. like a couple weeks before Laura. Yeah. And, it got, and, I, and I passed by it again after the storm, and dude, it fell off, and it's all messed up. Yeah. But the light's on. Hey, there you go. The light is still on. And yeah. it makes me think, like, even after all of this, like, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel. Exactly. You just got to find the light. Yep. Absolutely. So I'm thinking, okay, I haven't done stand-up comedy in a while. I love Lake Charles and where I'm from. Right. Why not do something to where I can I can put both of those in together and help out the community that's just hurting so bad, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of where this came from. Uh, it's it's going to be me, another comedian, and then a guy. He plays some acoustic uh, guitar. Uh, so he's going to be set up outside. Uh, play a little bit, and then uh, we're going to follow it up with some stand-up comedy. We're going to have a silent auction going on, uh, gotcha. and we have, we're partnering with an organization, um, and they've been uh, helping all, helping out with uh, helping rebuild p- 
people's, you know, helping them Houses. rebuild their lives, you know, gotcha. here in Lake Charles. Yeah, yeah. So, which that's, is that's, huge. That's really what it is. I mean, we're talking about houses, but like you said, rebuilding lives. Because some people, a lot of people are out of work right now. They're, I mean, their places of work are in shambles. Yeah. You know, there's just, there's just, uh, yeah, a lot of chaos. So, for sure. It's not just houses that need to be rebuilt in Lake Charles. It's um, lives, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. One of the things I'm interested to see is like you drive around and you see all of these buildings that are, you know, it's like one building's totally fine. Then the next yeah. building right next to it's destroyed. Right. And the next one is fine. Then the next one, they're demoing the whole place. Right. It's total. What's going to come back? Right. That's kind of, yeah. I'm just curious to see, you know, like what comes back. Yeah. But. Yeah. So where is this, uh, where is this event? So this is going to be at OB's. It's going to start gotcha. at 5 o'clock. Okay. Uh, 5 o'clock, we're going to do, uh, that's whenever uh, my buddy Pierce, he's going to start playing Pierce Bro. Mm-hmm. Uh, so fantastic at the guitar. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to come out play a little bit. And then I've got Barrett Kyle. He's going to come out at 6.15, mm-hmm. uh, do his comedy set. And then I'm going to go on at 7. Gotcha. And then shoot for an hour. And, yeah. and so do an hour's worth of comedy. And we'll have a silent auction going on the whole time. Cool. I've got some pretty cool uh, gifts in there already. I've got like a like a nice Arctic ice chest oh, with man. some like Arctic cups. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. $50 <laughs> gift certificate to Harley Quinn and a couple other knickknacks that they put in there. Cool. Uh, so a lot of cool items that are going to be on the list. I've got my younger brother. He's going to do a free saddle cleaning. So oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know anybody who's there if they're going to have a saddle. Yeah. Uh, but maybe they do. Maybe they don't. I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. maybe I'll just buy it and then make them do something else for me. You know, <laughs> yeah. you can come and clean my house. All right. So, uh, yeah. But it's a lot of things, and it's cool that I'm seeing other other companies, businesses that I'm reaching out to. are like, hey, you know, we want to help out too. Right. You know, yeah. I, th- I think it's very cool how you know humans like we build ourselves up, and then you see with like like you know big rich people, and mm. uh, most of the time they're like, okay, like I've built my wealth, and now it's like now I want to help out other people, right? And then so they find some way to do that. So I think you know, I think that's cool that we have the choice to be like, hey, I don't have to help out these people, but I want to, mm-hmm. and then you and then you take action on that. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely and and that's why you know I wanted to have you on too because we were we were thinking in the beginning like trying to figure out what we could do and it was just so early you know you try to help out as much as you can while you're trying to go back to work and that kind of thing so mm-hmm. um, yeah any any way that you can and are y'all setting up uh, just donations too as well or is it just going to be the auction or how does uh, that the work auction for that there's going to be a five dollar cover to get in okay. and all the proceeds from the event are going to go towards uh, the foundation to help out gotcha so, okay and what's the foundation again it, so it's the local heart foundation so they mm. have they have people that they help out obviously you know who have heart problems uh, so, and they do fantastic work here in, in the Lake Charles area it's a local company gotcha. uh, or local philanthropy yeah and so they they don't necessarily you know, it's not strictly, hey, we're helping out people for the hurricane. It's like, hey, you know, these are there are people that we help take care of with the association. They're helping out those people. You know, it's gotcha. it's lower end people who, you know, who can't afford it and, you know, giving back to them in the community. Yeah. So it's it's a great cause. It really is. They've done fantastic work here in the local area. Um, and I just I wanted to find somebody like that who has that same passion, has that same drive and same love for the community. Right. And so that that's kind of why I went with them. So. Yeah. So I and I think it's uh, I think it's gonna be a good event, man. I'm, I'm hyped yeah. up for it. <laughs> yeah. So it's awesome, and it's awesome to uh, have people come back and stuff to do in Lake Charles too, because mm-hmm. there's just with Frosty being closed, coolers being closed, with COVID yeah. going on, it's like there's not much to do. So any kind of event like this, it's always uh, 
good to have and and fun to have something to do so for the holidays especially especially now it's definitely good to have money going to families before the holidays like this so absolutely yeah, yeah. all right well thanks for coming on jacob promoting a, a great event for the community and we sure look forward to to that this saturday y'all go out and see him absolutely i appreciate it zach remember guys uh 5 p.m ob's restaurant at, on saturday yeah uh, it's for a great cause come out support your community and have a good laugh. Yeah, Saturday, November 21st. So, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Thanks, Jacob. <laughs> Thanks, man. Okay, here he is, Robert Ellers. Okay, we welcome on a very special guest, the host of the Warm Porcelain podcast, back into his hometown of Lake Charles, Louisiana, all the way from Lafayette, the second time he's been in our recording studio here, actually, because uh, he came last week for the greatest interview that will ever be heard. That's what they say. Robbie Ellers. Thanks for coming on, Robbie. Well, I appreciate it. once again, love the introduction. Uh, not as good as the one that got deleted, but <laughs> yeah. that's neither here nor there. Happy to be back two weeks in a row. Yeah. This is good. Yeah. There we go, yeah. Blessing in disguise, because a lot more has happened here uh, in the past week compared to... What we discussed last week. So, you know what I forgot to mention is your your pre no your post game press conferences after the LSU games. Fantastic Twitter content. That's what I forgot to mention. Oh since, yeah, I think I think that was it. Yeah, I needed yeah. that ego stroke right mm-hmm. there. Yeah. <laughs> so, let us get started. We're gonna cover some some uh, Louisiana football here. Getting started with LSU. Um, obviously not the season that we were expecting, uh, coming into the 2020 season after 2019. Um, I definitely was expecting, um, a decline just because we lost so many players. Um, but not like this. So, uh, what's your take on the the season so far, Robbie? Uh, the season so far, I think is, is perfectly summed up with, um, and I hate to do this, but it's like, so the consensus best player was split between Stingley and Chase coming back this year. Right. And like two weeks before the season, when your best player is like, nah, I'm out, like goes through whatever abbreviated version of training camp it was and is still like, all right, I'm out. I think that I was mad that he bailed and I didn't realize until after the Mississippi State game, I'm like, oh man, he like watched the, he was at practice. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm not going to speak for the man. But I think that sums up. We got a lot of guys that I don't know if their attitude is there. And can you blame them? No. But it's still frustrating to watch because they still have to go out there and compete. Yeah. So. Yeah. Compete in the SEC too. Yeah. I think that's that's definitely a caveat to this season is we don't have the, the cupcake teams, the the uh, you know Georgia Southerns and the no. Utah States to – try to get some practice on before the SEC teams right. start rolling in. We just started with the SEC. So Yeah, no um, no, no form of momentum was right. created. Yeah. And especially like, I think I think the number was sixteen starters from last year gone. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. And I thought we'd overcome it, but I was totally wrong. Right. And a, a completely new offense, uh well not new offense, a uh, uh, a completely new defensive coordinator rather. Um in Bo Pelini, I think that's definitely a a large part of it. They're a young team as well, a young defense for sure, and like you said, an abbreviated off season. It's just uh tough to to practice for, for that kind of thing, so Yeah. yeah. No, I, I it's it's a learning experience for sure, and I'm and I'm hoping that um, 
I'm hoping that Coach O, because uh, he, he, he bought a lot of equity uh, with that championship. Right. And uh, I'd hate for it to just all kind of turn around. Because my biggest problem is that these guys don't look like they're trying. Yeah. And, like, I could deal with the fact that, like, they're inexperienced. Maybe they're not as talented. But, like, to go out there and, like, even when Stingley, like, sometimes he looks disinterested. I think that's a problem. When your best player, yeah, it's, you know. And apparently Marshall called a, uh, you know, team meeting. Yeah, which I liked. I liked that. Grayson uh, uh, Grayson Miller, avid listener and uh, recurring guest, said that that's huge for this week. That's why we're going to beat Arkansas because Terrace Marshall never talks to the team, and he talked to the team this week. So uh, yeah, no, I'm the in. Edge. I like it. Yeah, I think he's my favorite player right now. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. remember I can get mainly that. mainly because he made me feel like a sports god last year. Whenever they were playing Bama, and like two plays before, I was like two plays from now. Uh, Burrow to Marshall in like the the back corner of the end zone, and sure <laughs> yeah, enough, it happened. And like everyone turned and just was like, "Huh?" Yeah. <laughs> but did surely yeah. uh, all the negative media the team's getting right now can't be helping either. That is true. Yeah, and uh, I think with with uh, COVID also being a, a problem, I think you had all these guys being locked down towards the beginning of the off season. And now things are slowly being lifted, and now they're kind of like being able to run free. I think the problem with the the COVID situation last week especially was as it was right after Halloween. Like you have Halloween coming up, all these young kids are ready to, to party after being locked up for so long. And I think that's what really is causing so much uh, spread is – they're just college kids, you know. You yeah, can't blame no. them, especially the season that they're having. So I think I would have been disappointed if there weren't as many games canceled last week because yeah. it's like, like you you go have fun on Halloween, right? You know, yeah. and that's <laughs> this is that, that was strictly why everyone like what was there, how many Power Five teams was there like quite a few. There was a lot. I, was I lost that, count because it was, was just, like it was a very uneventful Saturday right. last week in terms yeah. of football. So. Yeah, absolutely. And to go back to what you were saying also, the defense, the looking uninterested, um, another listener, uh, my boss, Nick Rena, was telling me the other day about how they're almost reacting instead of being proactive on the defense. It's like they're yeah. – and I was saying, too, it looks like they're just one a second and a half behind for everything, you know, and they're, they're learning on the go. And um, after the the – offensive kind of innovation that LSU showed last year. I think a lot of teams are adopting that same style of pro play and um, the NFL style offenses. I think the defense is just having trouble catching up. And you see this throughout the SEC right now. Right. I mean, you have Kyle Trask in Florida who's already surpassed Joe Burrow for like touchdowns and yards, I believe. I think it's touchdowns, but it's it, like – it's Yeah, it's something like that. And it's like he the, if you like did the through – eight games or whatever it is like stretch it like it's comparable but right you know and the, another thing too is Kyle Trask is doing this against SEC teams too not Georgia Southern Utah State like we had last year so that's another thing to think about. right exactly but I think it, it's a testament to how much a defense has to prepare during the offseason for these games too because they didn't have that time and um offense you have uh, a, like this is our offense, this is how we're going to play, but a defense has to adapt to each style of play week to week. So right. I think that's a, a big part of the offseason too. So And not to mention we have like 18 and 19-year-olds, the vast majority of the defense right now. So Yeah, uh, I, I think a, a great way to to describe like the, the, uh, 
the young nature of our defense is I, I just remember watching uh, the Mississippi State game and like right after Eli Ricks, who like has been like he might be outplaying Stingley at this point, I think, as a DB. Mm-hmm. And like he just posted like a very funny Instagram caption or post after the Mississippi State game. And I'm like, God, like, they're like, who, who like didn't beat your ass after that? Right. Yeah. You know, like, like it's, it's like the, like, no talking on the bus thing. Yeah. Like, like why, are, why are we posting funny? Insta- like, I look, love, love posting funny shit, but mm-hmm. like, why are we doing this after we're going to get, getting our yeah. ass beat? And, and it brings to mind, um, uh, uh, there was a moment in time where we were seniors at St. Louis and there was a freshman that had posted something on Instagram after we had lost a game. He was like, yeah, we lost and we suck or something like that on Instagram. And even that was like all the seniors had a had a meeting with him. And that was at the high school level. So this is yeah. Division One SEC football. Um, yeah, that's uh, it's like, is your head in it? But right. It, it's just and the nature of, of, of the world, I think, today is it's it's easier. I think I think the, the consensus is to be like, you know, let it happen. But still, I think that you should feel like. Like okay, like if I was getting my ass kicked like that, I don't know if I'd be real happy about it. Right, and that's no. like that's what it boils down to. Right, yeah, because they keep Just, getting their ass kicked. Exactly. Yeah. Reminds me of Moneyball. Oh yeah, yeah when he good. goes in the uh, and, and he starts breaking the uh, yeah. stereo system. Yeah, and throwing oh, everything around. Yeah, Giambi seems about. like a good time though. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So, speaking of the defense, I have a uh, couple prediction questions here for you, Robbie. Who do you think the defensive coordinator will be in 2021? Um, well, when we did this last time, mm-hmm. I I said that I believe in Bo, mm-hmm. and that's that's an unpopular opinion. But there's there's a guy on the market who was not on the market when we did this last, last week. Time. Yeah. So I'm I don't know. I'm still going to say Bo Pelini, but I I think that Will Muschamp uh would would be great. Yeah, LSU. Now the other, the only con to that is that it would be the third defensive coordinator in three years, which you know, it yeah. depends on how the season ends. I think if they lose the rest of the games that they play, which to me is very likely, mm-hmm. it's going to get looked. It's going to get talked about. It's going to be looked into. Not much champ, but firing Pelini. But yeah. I'd like to see him come back. And if he can't do it next year, then I think they have a reason to fire him. Yeah, I. Uh I think I, I agree. What, why do you think that uh, Bo is going to come back? I think and that he should get the benefit of the doubt because of the lack of returning starters. And I know that's it's counterintuitive to my next point, but it's I know it's a new scheme. So like, even if it's a new scheme, those players weren't starters before. It should you know whatever. But I I think it can work because I think that the the pressure numbers uh, on the edge. The linebackers, I know in coverage, aren't playing great, but, like, we have a good run defense relative. Like, the pieces are there for this to be a good defense. Um, something's not right with the secondary, and I don't know if they're not communicating as coaches to the to the kids or if the kid. Like, I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. But, like, there's no reason for their rushing stats to be fine. Like, because they're fine. They're 51st in the nation. They're fine. They're not great. But the pass rush is great. Yeah. So like that doesn't correlate to me. You can stop the run to a certain extent. You can get to the quarterback. You have Derek Stingley. You have Eli Ricks, and it's not clicking. Like I don't know. So maybe yeah. maybe I just talked myself out of Bo Pelini. <laughs> but I think that given a full off season, 
hopefully no COVID, fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, we can get guys comfortable on defense. And like you said, like communicating better and being a step ahead instead of a step behind. Correct. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think Coach O has the same idea as well. I was definitely on the Bo Gotta Go train. Yeah. There's a account going around on Twitter right now that's titled Bo Gotta Go. It's not as good um, as Faux Pelini though, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, I, but thinking about it, and Coach O has said we're not making any coaching changes until the end of the season. So yeah. um, he said that a couple weeks ago. You know, in my change, a lot of people are calling uh, to fire Bo Pelini. So it's interesting. It's they definitely get blown uh, out by Arkansas. Then, yeah, 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 that's uh, that's definitely up next. But one more prediction question before we get to that, because I definitely want to come back to that is um who do you think the starting quarterback will be for LSU in 2021 now last week really after the South Carolina game I would have said it might be TJ Finley but I think after his uh he's definitely a young guy and he was showing his youth in the Auburn game and I think that's that's a very respect respectful way to say it yeah what he did against Auburn yeah um well I think that it's going to be Miles Brennan. Um, and that's just trying to piece facts together. I'm not – like, it's it's not – if we could find a better quarterback, I'd, I'd prefer. Because I, I, I'm not really – I'm not on the Miles Brennan train. Um, and I think that uh, everybody knows that. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I think he's going to come back. I think he's going to – you know, he's he put up great numbers before, but I don't know. You know, I think that sometimes we lose track of team success when we evaluate certain players, any players, any individual players. Yeah. But, yeah, that's the long answer, the short answer in Miles Brown. Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, I think that we just have to give him – well, the thing is they, they only played he, – he was averaging, I mean, what, like 45 points a game or something like that, but that was against, like, Mizzou – and Vanderbilt, so um, it's just tough. So it, it'll be interesting. Been a weird year. Yeah, it's yeah. Weird year. That uh, yeah, that pretty much sums it up for sure. So, um, yeah. So, Gunner, to go back to what you were saying, Arkansas. We are minus two against Arkansas right now. And at first, I saw that line. And I was like, wow, that is giving uh, LSU a lot of confidence. However. Today, first reported by Grayson Miller to our group text, Sam Pittman says that we are paper thin um, in an interview this morning. So I, I think, you know, we're they are looking thin on the defensive side, and if we can have a, a good offensive showing, we might be in good shape. So, Yeah. I, normally with the Arkansas game, um, I don't – I disregard all the stats – uh, don't even look at Vegas. Like, <laughs> I just base it off of how we looked against Alabama because we always play them after Alabama. Yeah, and Alabama always like just beats us to like even if it even if the score is like if it's a two point win for them, they beat us to a pulp. Yeah, and when we lose to them, our season's over with. So it's it it's it's hard, and it's every LSU team, baseball, basketball, football. It's hard. It feels like they're not engaged unless there's a prize. I don't know. That's just me watching it for as long as I have. I, maybe that's a bit much, but so I haven't really. And it's a weird year, so I, I don't know. I think that Arkansas. It's I wanted to say that Arkansas was going to beat us, but I don't know. They don't have players. Sam Pittman's worried about even playing the game. Um, 
I would hate to lose to Felipe Franks. Yeah. I don't really like him. Did <laughs> you have something? I was just going to say, I think a lot of that uh, with like the players being disinterested and stuff, unless there's a prize, has to do with uh, the fan culture at LSU too because yeah, they feed off each other. Yeah, a lot. I feel like a lot of LSU's team is people who grew up being huge LSU fans too, so they know like if they're not doing good, then the fans aren't happy. Yeah, and so it's probably hard to stay, you know, encouraged whenever you know, like if you have more than two losses in a season, then you're basically yeah. it's a bust. Yeah, right. And, and I think yeah, the culture of of the LSU just in general is uh is like that, and I think. Yeah, we have high expectations for right. sure. Right, it's it, I think rightfully so. Um, and just to just to give them a little bit of credit, like it is crazy to to think that like if you lose, even if you lose one game, it's like, well, there's a really good chance we're not going to make the play, like the playoffs. Yeah, yeah like, we were riding you know, off this season after Mississippi State. Yeah, yeah. So I get that to a certain extent, um, but it's tough to watch as a fan who um, uses this as pure entertainment. Mm-hmm. I uh especially when you go into Death Valley and there's only twenty five percent. We were at that Mississippi State game and it was dead quiet by the end of that game. It wasn't as quiet as versus Troy. That was a rough game. But uh the, yeah. the Mississippi State game, um, it was rough. And I think that, that plays into it as well when you don't have as uh the energy in that stadium like normal i think it's uh definitely right. tough for those home games and i think it so. it just it is such a testament to like how great nick saban is yeah and, and, and like i guess it's not even fair to say that because he's really the only one i've ever seen that can motivate the guys that he like like he does i like i don't know every year they can lose whoever yeah, and they're still going to. It doesn't matter. What was it? Blake Sims was that the quarterback? Jake Coker? Like it doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> who, their, who their skill players are, who their stars are. Like he finds a freaking way. Like, right, I, it's incredible. Finds me. a way to motivate him as well, and, and I think that is true, especially uh, like Dabo as well. I mean, you talk yeah. about those two teams, how consistent they've been over the years, and even um, Notre Dame too has been. I mean. Those teams that are constantly in the talk, Ohio State, you can count in there as well. Right. It's so hard to make the playoff and compete in the national championship continuously. And I think especially like um, when Nick Saban starts losing coaching staff, it's there's somebody right there ready to yeah. replace him. And for some reason, LSU didn't have uh, the best people to replace, you know, at this point. But, you know, you got to work with what you have. So. Yeah. We have a lot of good young talent, and I think the expectations are high for LSU in general because we have, like, our recruiting is so good. We always yeah. have five star guys, so it's uh, it's just we we just have high expectations. So I think the talent's there. Um, it just a perfect storm of of how many upperclassmen we had. Yeah, and last year last year was like a it was a that was a three year process. Yeah, it's 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 easy to forget because last year was so fun. But like that was a that was very much a three. You could even go as saying it was a four year process, starting with Danny Edling, mm-hmm. and and yeah. get, and getting Joe Burrow to come down here. Like it, it that was a grind, and it ended with a what was it, fifteen and zero or sixteen and zero? Fifteen and zero. Yeah, fifteen and perfection. Perfection. Yeah. That's yeah. what they say. Yeah, I imagine too that even going into the first game of the season after after having such an incredible like you know, never going to happen again pretty much season. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you don't have your fans tailgating. Whenever you walk into the stadium, you don't have you – know, I mean, it's not like it's ear-piercing, yeah. screaming going on around you, everyone cheering. You walk into, like you said, 
an almost dead silent stadium, 25%, the energy is just not going to be there. there. Especially yeah. once you start, you know, getting the shit beat out of you by Mississippi State, first game of the season. Yeah. Now, the South Carolina game was fun. It was uh, it showed signs of the 2019 season. That was a fun game to watch, and it was fun to watch T.J. Finley. It seemed he was way more confident in the pocket compared to Miles Brennan. Um, obviously, Auburn is a different case, but um, I was like, okay, we, we'll, we'll have a quarterback in a couple of years in right. T.J. Finley for sure. So he, he kind of looked like uh, Jamarcus Russell out there too. So. And I thought just to, just to quickly go to that, I – I thought that um, I'm really – well, I guess I'll try to start with Insminger. I'm, like, really happy that he didn't regress because, like, the offense – and now you could say comparative to all the other SEC – like, the offense is kind of – it's all the same. Like, there's everyone's kind of scoring this amount right. of points. But, like, yeah. to me, I was really worried about Insminger dropping off without Joe Brady. Mm-hmm. But with saying that, TJ – like, the thing that stuck out to me with the South Carolina game – is like it felt like we had like a Sean Payton Drew Brees drive. I think it was like a seven minute opening drive. Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah. even with Joe Burrow, like I, it was always a quick thing. So like yeah. when you can control the time of possession like that, that's that might be boring for some people, but like that that gets me it's off. I'm strategic. For that. It's how you win football yeah, games. Don't, Absolutely. Like, if I can keep the ball more like a lot more than the other team like yeah i've got a pretty good chance of winning absolutely and for joe burrow it was just like score as many points yeah. as possible like everything's a touchdown ever doing it. right exactly um absolutely the 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 t- takeaway is there's hope for the future this season is tough and every, you know everything's weird so it sucks to it's like depressing talking about going from last season to this season but you know there's hope for the future. I'm so. still riding the wave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trying hey, to at least. you know what? We're favored against Arkansas. Sam Pittman said we're paper thin. Also, speaking of, he has been so fun to watch. Yeah. His, his, him being at Arkansas feels like Ed Ogeron in Louisiana. You know, yeah. that's a fun it's, team to watch for sure. It's a great fit um, from, you know, an outsider perspective. Um, and that's important. I think that, you know, I think that Chad Morris was a good coach. I was really nervous about him going over there. But uh, I – he, you know, looking back on it, it it makes sense that he didn't work over there. Just, he did, Arkansas is like if you've ever been there, it's like a like kind of nothing going on up there. It's it's very rural and and I guess nose to the grindstone, and that's what Sam Pittman is. So yeah. really embodies the culture. Right. Yeah. He's not doing anything too flashy. He kind of knows what he is, and um, yeah, he's a good coach, fun to watch for sure. Yeah. So moving on, kind of like a little landscape of the. Uh, of college right now for the Heisman Robert Ellers does Florida have its fourth Heisman award winner right now in uh Kyle Pitts <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's fun uh, to watch I think he has COVID though doesn't he he was out a couple was, weeks ago I, no but I think he's got like an actual injury oh really yeah yeah, yeah no Kyle Trask holy smokes yeah he is man. doing fantastic so, so I uh, I'm gonna say something really blasphemous. I'm gonna get I'm gonna. Uh, this is gonna be my vehicle to get to that to answer that question. The blasphemous thing I'm about to say is that I really enjoy watching Alabama oh. play football. Oh my goodness! It, it's unbelievable. Unreal. It's unreal. It's unheard of. It's they I, do have a fun offense to yeah, watch. Yeah, I like my skin's crawling off my body right now <laughs> saying it. But like, I've watched them twice. Mac Jones is incredible. Najee Harris is dominant in the way that Derrick Henry was dominant. Uh, and they, they have a Nick Saban defense. So, with that, I think that 
it's going to be the three people invited to New York. It's going to be ah four because Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, he's got to be invited. It's going to be Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, Najee Harris, and Kyle Trask. Does Kyle Trask have the star power? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Sh- should he win it? Probably. I like they've been, you know, if it weren't for the fact that they had lost to Texas A&M, I think that he'd be the front runner. Yeah, Justin Fields is also a, a one of those guys that people keep talking about. I don't think Ohio State has played enough games yet. Yeah. to call him, but um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Trevor Lawrence for me, I'm not sure because if no. he doesn't come back. It you know, and it kind of sucks for him too because of COVID. Because he was like, "Oh, Trevor's going to go win the Heisman, and Trevor's going to go win the national championship." Yeah. That's what everybody was saying last Revenge year. Revenge Right, exactly. So um, yeah, and, and kind of. I was trying to think about it before. Like, I know they're going to do the the award, but like, it's going to be a very awkward award. Yeah, because like you said, like Ohio State hadn't played the games. Trevor Lawrence has been missing because of COVID. I mean, to me, I think that the three people, if you're going to do it based off the – if you're going to actually do it, it's going to be off the people that have actually played. To me, it's Mac Jones, Najee Harris, and Kyle Trask. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe put Pitts – Pitts is incredible. I love watching Pitts. He's fun to watch. Those two two offensive combinations with Najee Harris and Mac Jones and then the the two Kyles – um, very good. I was not looking forward to watching them play LSU because they were oh, ripping into teams. The same thing with Alabama. You know, hopefully we don't have to play Alabama this year, but we definitely have Florida rescheduled. So you know, we'll see. Another thing too that we didn't talk about that you mentioned before we started recording is: Are we going to play Arkansas this weekend? Because it's Thursday now, and yeah. if to me, if they're Defense. If Arkansas's defense is thin because of COVID, it seems like their whole team should be thin because of COVID. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, t- to me, I, I'm at a point where, you know, they announced that college football was going to be played this year. I'm like, okay, like I'm. T- that, that was in March. I was like, just whatever you do, COVID, do not take football from me, mm-hmm. please. You inanimate object, mm-hmm. virus. You know. So now I'm just like I'm just taking a week by week because <laughs> well we we haven't played in two weeks. Not a bad, not yeah. a bad thing, because yeah. you know I don't extra don't have to watch bye them. week, right? Yeah, yeah, we don't have to watch them lose. But um, Saints are doing well, so that's you know it's a pick me up. It's a huge pick me up. Yeah. I think I think that I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and the game's gonna be canceled. Yeah. Like that's how this year is going. I have, I'm like I have no positivity left. Yeah, if we Could have happen. a third week in a row without a game, I'm just gonna have to bandwagon on another team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like fun. Arkansas is fun to watch. They're they're an underdog. They should have beat uh, Auburn, and that's another part to this this uh this spread of LSU minus 2 Auburn beat the heck out of us and Arkansas should have beaten Auburn that was the the backward spike that was a fumble um I, I just don't know but i mean you know Terrace Marshall spoke to the team and uh Sam Pittman said that we are paper thin so you yeah, know i think could that be a toss up the odds makers must um they must know that if this game, if this game happens, then Arkansas is going to be playing some very. Uh, It'll be freshman versus freshman though. So yeah, yeah, but <laughs> our freshmen are uh, more battle tested. Yeah, I was about to say our freshmen have been playing all season, so right, we're they've, in been, good shape. they've been getting <laughs> shit on this whole season by our fans. <laughs> exactly, and they're not the Arkansas's freshmen aren't used to it. Oh yeah, switching it over to a team that hasn't been being shit on is the Saints this season. 
Um, last week we were talking about them versus the Bucks, and then they had the 49ers this past weekend. Um, Quan Alexander coming out with a great showing versus his old team and the 49ers. But the night has fallen. Um, our savior, Breezes, has a collapsed lung. Thinking of like the song "In the Arms of an Angel." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking about. <laughs> I, sw- I swear, whenever, whenever I like, whenever they announced that he wasn't coming back, I was like just going, like went straight into like worst case scenario. I'm like, there's a chance that we only get one more Breeze game, because yeah. in my mind, I'm like he's going to come back for a playoff game, and with our luck, we're going to lose. So yeah. we've got one more Breeze game left, yeah. and then I've since come back to earth. But it was yeah, yeah it was tough. I hated it. Yeah. It is tough because it was like, okay, the beginning of the season, we were losing some games. We always lose in August. It seems like we always start 500 in, uh, or is it September, whatever. The first four games, um, we always start 500. And then Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders come back for the Bucks game, and we just destroy our division. Really, the, the top two teams in the division are us and the Buccaneers, and we yeah. destroyed them, swept them in the, the division play. So I was like, okay, we're in good shape. And then Drew Breeze gets hurt. Um, but I mean, you know, Jameis, Jameis isn't Jameis bad. We trust. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jameis isn't horrific. Jameis isn't Sam Darnold. You know, no. he's got Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders as weapons, and he's got a fresh set of eyes. Yeah, yeah. Got LASIK, LASIK. this past Let's season. Go. <laughs> yeah, and uh, another funny thing that I, I've seen every week that we talk about the Saints is Kamara is also leading in receiving yards for the Saints right now. So there's just weapons all over the board for. Jameis and um I think he'll be in good shape what's your take on it I think so I write I write off one Falcons game every year Mm -hmm. and it could very well be this one because it's the first game of Jameis and then God let Chris Sims and Florio go in on that um but to me I take our health like if we have a healthy version of our skill players I take it over anybody in the league and that might it's bias, no bias, whatever you want to call it. I, I really like it. We have, we have a, we're matchup nightmares. We have Emmanuel Sanders in the slot, Cook, Kamara, Michael Thomas. Cook's doing well. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 crazy. So to I I wouldn't expect a big drop off offensively because Sean's going to do whatever he can to maximize Jameis. And um, I Taysom think we'll, Hill too. They'll throw Taysom Hill in there sometimes. You know, yeah. just flirt with him. Man, I, like he came close this past <laughs> Sunday to like me not jumping off the bandwagon again. <laughs> I'm so fickle with him because I, I just don't get it sometimes. Like we'll be in the red zone, Drew will be like eight for ten on the drive, and then like here comes Taysom, yeah, and everyone know, you know, like he's gonna run it, and then like he's he'll, got like three fumbles on the season. He'll so. make or break a drive. He will. Yeah. Last last week, I think it was that game last week. There were so many dropped balls. The the punts, like just in special teams, there was like eight. Like special team screw ups. Yeah, because teams. This Deontay had one in the first half, and then like they had two or three. They might yeah. have even had three month yeah. punts. Yeah, um, it was so weird. I wonder if it was the lights or something. I don't know. It was, it was yeah. strange. some of them like consecutive too. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Uh. It was kind of weird. It was. It was your typical. Um. To me, it was your typical like. It was a trap game for sure because the Forty yeah. ers are completely beat up and. uh I don't even know their quarterback. I didn't even know who it was. His face looked smushed in his helmet. Yeah. Like, he looked like a little kid out there. Was that was just tough. a peculiar game in general. Like I don't know if y'all if y'all caught the announcer saying it. It was like the third quarter or something like that. The Saints were up, like by you know like by a decent amount, and we were way behind in uh, 
time of possession, like uh, almost really? half the time of possession. Dang. It, yeah. it was like it was like if you looked at the time of possession, you would never guess that the Saints would be like Winning. this far ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that, I think Shanahan to me, it's like he's like that first. I knew we were in trouble that first because like Shanahan. Uh, when, when, okay, back up. Just mm-hmm. slow down here. Whenever mm-hmm. I get excited when I think about Sean Payton, um, like when Sean has like Drew Brees down, like that's why I'm like kind of excited because we like we're liable to like have our best offensive game this season. Yeah, and it won't be because like Jameis is this like superstar. I think he's very extremely talented. He's got a you know he he, he was he a won- Heisman winner, man. Florida yeah. State. Yeah, he wasn't we in the strong. best situation. We strong. We strong. We strong. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't in the best situation, but like Sean. It, he gets so creative when his back's against the wall. Yeah. And I think so does Shanahan. And I think they're they're very alike in that way. And so when they got the ball first and they marched down the field, I was like, this is going to be a long game. And sure enough, yeah. it was just – yeah, I felt was, like he couldn't take a breath. Yeah, yeah. It was a, definitely a classic Saints game for sure. But, oh, I mean, yeah. that team was in the Super Bowl last year. you got, you got to give them credit, yeah. you know. That's definitely uh, for sure. Now, looking on in the Saints season um, – we have the Broncos and then the Falcons again after that. Then the Eagles, the Chiefs, probably going to lose to the Chiefs, but and then the Vikings. Vikings aren't doing well this year. The freaking Kirk Cousins finally had his first primetime win. He's 1-9 oh, now in primetime, but they are not having a great season. I think if, you know, if we play well and, you know, we have a good end of the season, we could win the division. Um we d- will definitely win the division. The the getting the first seed in the NFC is what I'm worried about though too. Because Green Bay has their eyes on it right now. They're doing yeah. very well, so yeah, it's gonna and, be tough. And I don't want to go to the frozen tundra. Yeah, in uh, January. Yeah, or February. I guess I don't know how far it extends out. But right. Yeah. yeah. I think that uh, hearing that, like, so for us to get the one seed, I think we're gonna have to go against me on riding off. Like, we're gonna have to beat the Falcons twice. Yeah. And uh, we can ride off a Chiefs. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Defending champs, and they're like they're just as good, if not better. Yeah. Um, but NFLSU. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's like that's so many NFL teams now, though. They have yeah a Saint uh, LSU player. So yeah. So. It, that, which it's I always found up until last year was so frustrating because we had the talent. Like, Absolutely. And it just didn't like I, I remember there was there was this guy who was a receiver. Who like didn't even start? I think his name was like James Wright, and he ended up like starting like uh, his rookie season for the Bengals. Who like that's not saying a whole lot. This was like five or six years ago, yeah. but it's like Carson still. Palmer. Yeah, yeah. Or that might have been Andy Dalton five or six years. ago. I think ago, it was. But. I think it was Andy Dalton. Yeah, but it was like, why can't we get these guys on our field? Right. Like even Russell Shepard carved out like an eight-year NFL career. Yeah. Like and, and he 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 was fine for LSU, but like never maximized his potential. Yeah. That's probably one of the most frustrating things about the Les Miles era is when you have, like, Jarvis and Odell Beckham Jr., but they don't. I mean, obviously, during their era, they were very good, but it's like sometimes you just can't capitalize them on with the with the quarterbacks that we had. Yeah, so. I was about to say, we also didn't have really any significantly good quarterbacks yeah. at the time. Yeah. I get I have nightmares thinking about, like, Anthony Jennings and Brandon Harris. <laughs> Brandon Harris, that. yeah. Oh, <laughs> that was one of the funniest parts about last year was all the tweets that were like, if you weren't LSU fans during the Brandon Harris era, then don't be cheering for us now. That's just bandwagoning at this point. So, but, uh, but yeah. So, Saints have a good outlook. 
the the other good thing about our schedule is the Buccaneers. They also they aren't playing like wild teams. They have the Rams this week. Then they have the Chiefs right after that. But after that, it's it's Vikings, Falcons, Lions, Falcons again. But Bruce Arians said today um, for Bucks total access. I guess that's the Buccaneers uh, affiliate or whatever yeah. that uh, he gave the guys off until Thursday. We're a really tired team. Um, when you have your head coach saying that, I mean, it's that's not good. That's not good. They do play the Rams on Monday night, but the Rams are a good team. I mean, they're they're pretty frisky. Yeah, no, I think McVay is. Uh, you know, they had they had a. I hate doing this, but they had a hangover last year. Yeah, I mean, when when I don't think that McVay thought he was gonna what's three points in the Super Bowl, like it, the score was like ten to three, huh? Like yeah, something yeah, something, like, something that. like that. But like. I think that that definitely carried over into last year. They had the Gurley issue, and I think their offense is based around a healthy running back who can run the ball and then yeah. golf going off on the play actions. Um, all that to say, I think that the Rams are um, they're once again a dangerous NF- NFC team. So yeah. I'm actually going to be a Rams fan this weekend, yeah. and uh, <laughs> I, it, that helps us out. We just got to find pa- the you know losses for the Packers. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Who do the Packers play this week? Let me see. Packers schedule. They play the Colts, so and then they have the Bears after that. So uh <laughs> yeah. Rogers always gets off easy. Yeah. Dude, somehow. their schedule is super easy. They have the Colts, then the Bears, then the Eagles, Lions, Panthers, Titans. I thought that's the like, Colts were pretty good this year. Or was that just a temporary thing? Yeah, they're they're mid level. They're six and three, which isn't bad, but they have. I mean, you cannot like Philip Rivers. It's just so hard to like have faith in his ability to finish games. <laughs> it's, so yeah, no, it's crazy. But Saints looking on at the Falcons game this weekend. We are minus four. I think we'll cover the the spread there. Now the the Falcons do have a decent uh, offense, but um, I think Jameis can get it done there. So. That seems kind of uh, kind of small, huh? For for the spread, or is that? Do you think that's just because Drew's out? Probably because Drew's out. I think. Is it in I'm Atlanta sure. or New Orleans? It is at New Orleans. Yeah, it's in okay. New Orleans. Well, that's yeah, that's crazy. Then four points yeah. must be. I mean, yeah, that's small. Yeah, I would think Cause especially like, with Michael the, Thomas and yeah, Emmanuel the Falcons have been kind of trash this year, huh? Yeah, they yeah. fired Dave Quinn, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, they've been I was real like, bad. I was like pissed because like I want I wanted that to happen like after we played them because uh-huh. like now because I last year it was either last year or the year before when they beat us pretty good and we were like charging at this point and they were terrible. He gives up play calling duties and they just stuff us. Yeah, and like I do remember that. Yeah, so like I don't like that aspect of it. You never know because like they're they're like they're finding new. Uh, motivations through new leadership i feel like mm. and so they're not that they're a new team in a, in a in a very small way so i'm expecting a dogfight both times we play them i don't know i'm just we we need to not lose very many more games right yeah but i think we have a good chance so yeah i like our odds yeah be good uh be interesting to see hopefully james can come through so <laughs> a lot of unknowns there with with james but at least we have a lot of weapons we have plenty of uh weapons for him and our defense is playing very well as well so fantastic defense. that's good all righty moving over to 
College Hoops, just for a brief second. College Hoops starts next week, guys. Out of nowhere. I had no idea until I saw it on Twitter. So I still don't believe you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, definitely a surprise. But also going on, it kind of has something to do with College Hoops, is the NBA draft was yesterday on Wednesday. Uh, Kira Lewis. November uh, 8th. Yeah, November 18th. Yeah, yeah. Kira Lewis Jr. out of the University of Alabama, which this was also the first year that the number one picks were both SEC, the NFL number yeah. one pick and the, the NBA draft number one pick. So. And it'll probably happen in baseball, too. I have to imagine it'll be one of those Vandy pitchers going uh, in Major League Baseball. Now, yeah. was that one of one of y'all in the group chat talking about uh, the whole, like, Duke, UNC? And so there's, like, four, like four of the, the biggest basketball schools – I think maybe was it top ten? It's something like that where they didn't. It was the first time ever that none of them had like a top whatever pick. Uh, it may have been I'm Barstool sure. that was talking about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not sure, but something along those lines. That it was, it was like a. a it's I'll have to find the source. Right. It's weird that they didn't have a March Madness because I felt like I kept thinking to myself they didn't even have a college season, but they really they had a whole season. They stopped at March Madness. So yeah, but um, Such yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that was the first real big hit. Like McNeese was in Houston playing their tournament, and they literally like stopped mid game. Was like yeah. everybody stop, it's all over. The world is ending. I so. I remember not ta- taking it, not taking it super serious, and then like I was watching the Pelicans pregame, and Joel Myers, that pessimistic son of a, bitch, he was just like, "Well, guess we're not playing." You know, yeah. they're playing the Kings, and I was like. Oh, it's real. Okay, yeah. well, it's real, and that's because yeah. sports run in my life. I think, I think, uh, freaking same. That's why we were doing this podcast during that time. It was like, what in the world did we talk about? But um, I think it was like before a Thunder game. They let everyone in the stadium, and then right before the game, they were like, "All right, everybody, yeah. leave. We can't play this game." I, like, I think it was, it was against wild. the Jazz. Like, it, it was yeah. like a Gobert thing. Because yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. That yeah. that was crazy. That hell started with him. All the mics and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was being he an was, asshole about it, and then and then him and Mitchell got into a huge deal. Yeah, uh, but then they did well during the bubble. You know, I was rooting for him. So yeah, was, I like uh, I like Mitchell. I, I don't like the Jazz though because uh, they won't give us um, they won't give us our name back. Um, yeah. New Orleans should be the Jazz. Yeah, that should never they should never yeah, not be the Jazz. Utah, yeah, Utah doesn't seem like a very work. doesn't fit. Yeah, yeah. So I was I was somewhere in the in the same ballpark with my statement, but uh-huh. it's Kansas, uh, Kentucky, North Carolina, and Duke didn't have a player drafted in the lottery for the first time uh, since two thousand. That's mm. insane. Wow. Yeah. That's a uh, weird. And I heard like part of my take was talking to uh, somebody. I should know this. And Cal had gone twelve straight years with at least one player becoming a lottery pick but not this year right they were talking to ryan rosillo and he was talking about how this is a very poor draft class like yeah uh just just the way it was so it was interesting but pelicans pick up kira lewis jr like you said and um we also have a wide array of future picks as well so we traded away drew holiday um for three first round picks and then anthony davis was also traded to the lakers for three first round picks as well so i think that this season they're going to rest zion again make sure he's healthy he's going to play some minutes but not like kill him and then in 2022 and 2023 
we're really going to start making a run when Zion's older, he's healthier, he's more experienced, and he's not like a 19-year-old kid trying to play in the NBA. I think yeah. that's the, the long-term plan for the Pelicans right now. I definitely, so. I, I definitely agree. Um, I love that David Griffin has the experience with LeBron. Uh, because this is this I mean, this dude Zion is, is he's a once in a lifetime basketball player. Absolutely. Um, so you have to be you have to it's it's weird because you have to be gentle you have to be confident in what you're doing, but you can't you can't let the moment pass you by. Yeah. Like, we can't it, we cannot get to 2027 and Zion be like all right I'm out right like because he's going to sign the next contract but it's the it's 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 the third the contract. next one so he's got yeah. the rookie contract he's on now. Second one, it's the third one that I'm worried about. Because it I was hate- obvious that Anthony Davis did not want to be in New Orleans no. when at the end of his uh, run there. So that was so terrible. I yeah. I'm not going to go there. But <laughs> yeah. I, I will say that I I actually to 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 go off the picks you were talking about. I actually think that they're going to package all of that and find a star mm. like sooner rather than later. CP3 think- return to New Orleans. I'd love it, but not <laughs> at the price. Not yeah. only not only what we would had have to give up to Phoenix. Um, I think he's getting older too. I think he's he's yeah. probably about to retire. I would I would think if we but. could get CP3 for not forty million. Yeah. In. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. I think that uh, top of my wish list is kind of like Bradley Beal. He'd be um, good. He, he and and uh, John Wall. That whole they always just seem like it's a mess over there for some reason. Like they 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 love each other and then they hate each other. Like it's a weird dynamic for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Random thought. I don't I, like it doesn't make sense how John Wall is not like the greatest player of all time after yeah. all the hype he got in middle school with yeah. his song and all that. Yeah. Well, him and D Rose, man. I, I feel like they were both similar in that. I, injuries kind of play a part, but yeah. more so for Rose than Yeah, Wall. Derek Rose. It's such a sad story even thinking about him cuz he was so good and such a like a great guy, you know? Yeah. Like he just seemed so cool. He embraced so. Chicago. It was that little run they had was awesome. Like yeah. it was like two or three years ended up being like kind of it, but yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. And like you said, CP3 to the Suns. A lot of a lot of changes here. Um James Harden trying to go to the Nets apparently. That's so aggravating. Kinda, yeah. I, strange. Cuz I I just don't like um I think that like, you know, I, I get the whole player empowerment thing, which is kind of like the theme of all this. But like, there's got it. There has to be risk involved whenever you make that much money. Yeah. And the risk is maybe you don't get to choose where you play. Right. And I hate being like sounding like a tyrant, but like I'd love for Houston to kind of say, "Man, you know what? We got you on paper for about four. We're paying you fifty million dollars. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, we're paying you a lot of money." And they're basing their entire team around him. It's not like he's just on the bench or yeah. like a secondary player that they're just kind of have around. He is their offense. He's their team right now. You yeah, know, he, so he, it, it's wild to me that he's just giving all that up, especially that much control too. You think he would have some say in the decisions that go on over there, especially now like the owner left or not the owner is a GM. Maury. Right? Yeah. Maury isn't he – they like – they split. They both agreed to split. And now yeah. he's in, in Philadelphia, and he's actually made some pretty good trades for them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that, no, that might be a good team to watch too. Because I'm, yeah, I'm watching out for them yeah. this year. Ben um, Simmons, even though he hates LSU, but yeah, Ben. Simmons. I actually, I think this might be a good segue because we started on college basketball. We can we can pivot back to it if you want because go ahead. I I will say that Ben Simmons 
is the reason why I don't like college basketball anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I pay attention to it because I like to – like for last night, I like to know who's getting drafted. Mm-hmm. Um, and it didn't matter for a while because the Pelicans spent like 80 years without a first-round pick. Thanks, Del yeah. Dimps. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Ben Simmons, watching him, I would have rather like spoon my eyes out <laughs> than watch Ben Simmons play basketball at LSU. <laughs> and he was like yeah. – I think he went like 18, 10, and 5. Like, yeah, it was, it was he fantastic. was very good. It was very great. Good. They yeah. beat Kentucky on, on ESPN. Like there was good moments, but it was so infuriating to watch. Yeah. That's my take on it. And uh, his time at LSU, like the people – that were there when he was there talking about how he was constantly in tiger land and stuff like that. Like it's just kind of weird. And then he talked about the, I don't know, NCAA system. I don't know. It's it a uh, very strange. And he had like a documentary. Yeah. It was a very strange time. I don't know why he picked LSU. Um, I guess we paid him the most. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, that's <laughs> interesting. Yeah. That's another thing too, is, uh, how, um, Will Wade still has a job right now. It's interesting because like three it, three I months ago, it. yeah, three months ago, I was like, oh yeah, Will Wade is totally guilty of whatever it was. I can't remember if it was paying players or or uh, just um, like tampering on the college level. I guess you could say like giving benefits to players and things like that. I think so, the big thing for him was there was always smoke. But they got the audio of him saying, I think the sentence was um, like a, a damn strong offer or That's something right. like that. Yeah. It, it was like he didn't flat out say like, yeah, we're paying Javante Smart this <laughs> amount of money. Right. But like he was like, yeah, the Smart deal. Like he wasn't talking about being intellectual. He right. Was, you know, he, was, he was saying, you know, like, <laughs> like we got a damn strong offer here and he didn't right. take it. Like, and he's pissed off. And like they have audio that that was what set it off. Yeah, and I think they've they've like they have proof. I, I I'm with you. I don't know how he has a job. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, circling back to NBA, Clay Thompson ripped his Achilles. Uh, this uh, I guess it was in practice or something. I don't know what they were playing just like uh, out of nowhere. Up. Oh, really? He was uh, the way I read it. He was playing with former and current NBA players at an mm-hmm. LA gym. Gotcha. Yeah, in the lab. Yeah. Cooking. What a lab cooking! What a way to go out! Yeah, that that sucks. Achilles is bad. They say it in the NFL all the time. I think Brett Favre uh, was an Achilles as well. That kind of did him in. It's like that's a very is that uh, the one shows that was old age by the hands of the Saints. Uh I'm not sure. Didn't that's know. a good we, question. We pretty much ended his career. Yeah, that, that was, was uh, that. We were going for his head. That was we were going for his gate. head. Yeah, I'm still. Uh, we got screwed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Greg, I hate Greg Williams. Interesting um, time. We'll say that. We'll we'll have to talk about that in the next yeah. episode you're on because yeah. that's a, that's a whole can of worms that my face is red uh, thinking about Greg Williams. Yeah. Um, no, I uh, AC. I mean the uh, the Achilles. I'm thinking of um, Boogie Cousins. Um, I was because I, I I was talking about it the other night. That team, I think, the way they were playing, and this is how impactful the Achilles is. I think that AD, Drew Holiday, and Boogie Cousins with the rest of that team, which was pretty – it was fine. Yeah. Um, but those three guys, that's a that's a great team. Very good. Yeah. Um, when we got Cousins, it was like, okay, we might have a shot. Yeah. Know? And, like, so, so, so D- like, Dale Dimps, I hated, but he, he tried like hell to make sure that Anthony Davis had, like, a contending team. And I, right. I thought that that team was going to – was going to do some big things. Mm-hmm. Win a and, couple playoff games and then like get eliminated in the second round or something. Yeah, yeah. break my heart somehow. Yeah, the, <laughs> the irony, what the, the biggest irony of all time is Boogie going 
he he tore his Achilles going for a loose ball. It was like the most hustle he had ever done. That's why. He, that's probably why he tore it. <laughs> right. He's not exactly. used to hustling. Exactly. <laughs> and, and all that to say, he, he's not the same. Yeah. No. So I've, I'm like, because Clay, I think Clay's an underrated part of Clay's game is how well he defends, and I'm interested to see if that mobility, because he's already missed a season because of the ACL, um, and it'd be a big bummer because he's one of the game's um, more fun players to watch because yeah. he does it. On, I love I love guys that do it on both sides. That's yeah. so why I'm going to miss Drew Holiday. Yeah. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, too. Great yeah, player. Watch, big time. You know, mention that kind of thing. So, yep. Interesting developments in the NBA. Still pretty early. I think they're going to have a season that's starting around Christmas time. Yeah, Robbie, you were talking about how you don't you don't follow uh, college basketball closely. Don't feel bad because I don't follow any basketball except for uh, <laughs> playoffs and March Madness. That's yeah. the best. March Madness. I think that it's That draws people in for sure. Yeah, it's universally loved. Because at the very least, you can talk some smack with the uh, the office coworkers and do yeah. a little bracket and, yeah. and have somebody win it who like has no literal Nothing. idea. Happens in fantasy too. It's like when girls that don't know anything about football just pick like the best players, it, they always win something. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's yeah. and then you spend like so much time like Putting, you know, picking the right players, making the right March Madness picks, and then you're, yeah. you get beat by someone who doesn't care. Right. As a sports <laughs> fan in general, like there's just there's just a handful of of events that you just you have to watch. Yeah. Th- this year excluded, of course, because I don't think anybody watched the NBA Finals this year. Right. Uh, uh, very terrible. Yeah, it was bad. I don't think anyone cared about the World Series either. Yeah. No. Uh, December twenty second. You were correct. That's when the the regular season will begin. Yeah, it's so, coming up. Yeah. Speaking of sports events that everyone watches, friends, the Masters. DJ on CBS. Dustin Johnson wins the Green Jacket. Probably one of the chillest guys to ever win the uh, Love the me Green some Jacket. DJ. Yeah, great beard. Um, yeah. Also dating or married to? I think they have children. They have a partnership. Oh really? Okay, domestic partnership with yeah. She 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 bare she bore his child. Gotcha. But I think I think they like each other. With who? Yeah. Uh, it's the uh, great one's daughter, Wayne yeah. Gretzky's daughter. Yeah, oh. Paulina Gretzky. Yeah. I've always said that, like if you think about how good DJ is at like that that golf swing and, and how similar the hockey swing is. Like that kid's destined for greatness. Oh yeah, I didn't to. even think about that. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's the same. You know, same muscle, same motion. Yeah. Like, if that kid's not good at – he's got two choices. I mean, I know you you don't want to follow your dad, so go do hockey. Yeah, he'd be a grandpa. great he'd, – Yeah, he'd yeah. be a great hockey player. Yeah. One or golf. I, one of the two. Tatum uh, Johnson. Yeah. And Tiger had a real good 10-stroke uh, hole. Yeah, that was crazy. That, that was, was pretty That was pretty wild. But then um, he, I think he went, like, five birdies. He he birdied five of his, of his next six. I right. Think like <laughs> yeah, yeah. His freaking He game. came back, yeah. No, I saw him. He, uh, his right, bef- like, so his last shot before he got onto the green on that hole, he hit a ball off the sand and he, like, st- stood there for a little bit. And I was like, I'm so worried about Tiger's back. Like, because when yeah. Tiger's back goes out, I think I'm going to cry for like 30 minutes straight. Yeah. And it's coming close. Like, I, I don't know. I, did, I, I was very nervous. And then he actually did an interview and said that, uh, he's got a lot of good golf left in his tank. So, very excited to hear that. Yeah, that's good. Absolutely. Yep. So, pretty eventful weekend in sports for sure, and we got a, a lot more sports coming coming our way. So, when's F one yeah. come back? 
Uh, I think it's doing, I think it's going right now. Such a bummer. We we had started right before the pandemic hit. We had yeah. we'd started doing a thing like every week where Berg would cover. I would explain F one. Yeah, and he and he would like relate like two drivers to NFL teams and like yeah. like how they oh, all compare with each other. Yeah, oh, it was, Lewis it was, Hamilton is like Tom Brady. He always wins, and everybody hates him. That kind of thing. Oh like, man, it was great. And then uh, you know, COVID hit. F one got canceled. Yeah. It's like everything's just the virus over. fell apart. Yeah, but uh, but we're back now, and uh, you know. It's they're slowly they're trying to figure it out and um, yeah it's a lot more fun to watch, talk about sports now compared to like April and May so we're in good shape. Everyone forgot about the Astros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was also good. Uh, that uh, time. Well, and then they almost snuck into the World Series. I say snuck it out. I can't believe that they did what they did in the postseason. Yeah. But yeah, the losing record. Going into the playoffs, and then yeah. they almost got there. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, and they like they had the swagger that they weren't a team with a losing record. Like, yeah, I never. That's I guess the their hitting of a came good team. back. It was like, yeah. It was, like it was, yeah. Well, they probably got the benefit of of pitchers like in the playoffs. You can't just like throw at everybody. You right. Know? They yeah. weren't getting hittable balls. I don't think. I don't know yeah. what what snapped in the team, but like you said, they just they had a, they had their swagger back, and like the the entire. Regular season, they looked like they did not care, yeah. and like they, you know, like they weren't even trying to care. They weren't even, they weren't giving any effort. But yeah, the, the switch definitely flipped there at the end. Yeah. Alrighty, Robert, thanks for coming on once again. Thanks for doing this, oh, man. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, thanks for coming on. We appreciate your time today. Some great, uh, great takes on LSU. Go watch his post game press conferences after L- every LSU game. Do you do it for the Saints too? No, I, 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 just, I usually do the 240 character tweet, um, and it, and I always end it with 14 and two or whatever our record is. That's if we right. Went out. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but I haven't been doing it in a in a, uh, in a while because. Um, I don't know, but I'm gonna I'm gonna pick that back up, and I'm excited to do the post game pre- press conference because I haven't done it in two weeks. Yeah, three weeks coming up on three weeks. So yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully we play. Yeah, uh, I'm still like nervous that we're not, but hopefully we play. Where can they follow you on Twitter? What's your handle? Uh, it's at obviously Robbie with a Y underscore Ellers five. Gotcha. Okay, that's I'll link where, that's that. That's where the content is. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go follow him. He's got some great stuff on there. Have you? You're doing fleets now too, huh? Yeah. I've seen. I just did one fleet. Yeah. Uh, they're not as good as yours. I I, <laughs> I like to to make fun of everything. So yeah. Ex- me too. That's exactly where I was like, this is so ridiculous. Like, but just I, ironic. I think I, I whiffed on mine because it was it was a very intense uh, Pink Floyd song that mm. I used uh, the lyrics for. But yeah, we're all learning. You know, it's a new yeah, thing. Yeah, so. I'll get better. Yeah. Go follow Robbie. I'll put his uh, a hyperlink for his um, Twitter on the description for this. You just have to click the the uh, tag and it'll bring you right to him. Go follow him on Twitter, Robert. Love thanks it. for thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate no, it. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah. <laughs> Go Tigers. And that is our show, everyone. Thank you all for listening once again. Can't thank Robbie enough for coming out for a second time after the first interview got deleted, wiped clean, but we had a great second interview with him that won't be the last that he'll be on secondhand sports. Um, also go out and support the heart foundation, the local heart foundation with Jacob Gidry, his comedy event this Saturday at OB's starting around five. Um, and then Jacob gets on for 
his jokes up there at 7 p.m. So go out and do the silent auction support for him. And uh, yeah, thank you all for listening once again. And we will see y'all next time. <laughs>